0: Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. All right, well, hey, we're closing out a decade. And, um, you know, if you're in holiday mode, just kind of like shake yourself off. Because today isn't the day to be in holiday mode. Today is the day of preparation. Come on. Today is the day where we let our expectation and our faith go high. For this next decade we're about to go into. And 2010 to 2019, I made a little bit of a list, and this is an exhaustive, not an exhaustive list, but it's just things that I found interesting, and maybe you will too. So 2010, something happened. The very first iPad was released. It's right here. I have it. No, I don't have it. The very first iPad was released. And, you know, we thought we were going to be reading magazines and, like, doing that. But it just turned into a Netflix thing or a babysitter for your kids. So what a great invention. Make sure you use screen time for your kids. Let's keep them healthy. 2011 was a huge year. Rebecca Black's song, Friday, was released. It's Friday, Friday. Remember that? All right. 2011, Prince William and Catherine were married. It's like they're the real royal couple, you know, and then there's the brother. And uh, they were married. 2011, everyone was planking. Planking in dangerous places, on top of buildings, on top of cars, like everywhere. People were planking like crazy. 2011, uh, the death of Osama bin Laden, that happened too. In 2012... Uh, maybe you remember Coney, 2012 went viral. In 2012, Obama was reelected. On 2012, Gagnum style became the most watched video in history. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gagnum <Gattin'> style. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they sampled me for that song. 2013, the Harlem Shake went viral. I know you remember. How, how many of you were in a video for that? You're like, I think I was. That was everywhere, the Harlem Shake. 2014, the Ice Bucket Challenge went viral, do you remember that? Man, I I just have to say, I classify that as the most messed up thing that happened this decade. This is why. Because the challenge was, dump this ice over your head, or if you don't, you're you're gonna pay money to a charity. That's, you remember that? Okay. So, if you don't dump the ice over your head, then you have to donate to a charity. That's messed up. So we were dumping ice on our head to not give to a charity. Messed up, guys. Let's let's do better this next decade. 2015, was the dress blue and black, or was it white and gold? You remember that? Amazing, amazing. 2016, Pokemon Go swept the nation. Draining batteries everywhere. The sales of batteries, portable batteries, spiked. 2016, Donald Trump was elected president. 2007. We love all of our presidents. 2017, you're like, what does he mean by that? 2017, stop judging, we're in church, guys. <laughs> I officially support every president. And I love, I love all of our presidents, I do. 2017, fidget spinners. Let's go. Everywhere. Revolutionized the world. Crazy. 2018, another royal wedding with Prince Harry and an American, Meghan Markle. Very. We've infiltrated the royal family, guys. We're going to take over. We're going to own Britain. We're going to flip the tables and we're going to They're going to be ours. 2019 Avengers Endgame became the highest grossing movie of all time. Passing Avatar. Isn't that crazy? Avatar was number one. I'm always like, name one person in avatar. And no one ever can. They're like, uh, number one movie. Funny. Um, So it's been an interesting decade. I'm sure a lot more has happened than that. But uh, I have some good news. I have some good news for all those that watch the news. Um, and 2000, uh, in the past 20 years, uh, this is great. Extreme poverty has actually fallen below 10%. It's been the lowest in the history of recorded history. Extreme poverty, great things are happening. Child mortality has fallen to record low levels. Famine is rarer than it's ever been. And worldwide epidemics are also in decline. So let's put our hands together. Some really great things have happened this past decade. So whether you watch the news or not, there are good things happening, and there are good things ahead of us. But how fun it is, is it to recap uh, what happened in culture? Might also be uh, interesting to look back on the past ten years at Brave. So here's a couple pictures: past ten years at Brave. So, um, so Brave, Braves undergone some transformation and we celebrate every, I always laugh because PD, Pastor David was like, did we really say dirty laundry? Did we really do? He's like, what were we thinking? So as you look around, you can see that man, times are always changing and, and, um, and we're excited for the future. Come on, let's just give it up one more time. For this past decade, we're looking forward to this next one, 2020. Isn't that crazy? the 2029. Wow. That's I. it's weird to say that. Yeah. In 2029, we'll be looking back again. Well, I'm excited for this message today. I believe God put something in my heart. Um, I don't know if you're a real Christmas tree or a fake Christmas tree person. Where are my real Christmas tree people at? Okay. My fake, where are my fake people at? All right. There's all my fake people. Love you. You know, I need to be more transparent this year, but I had a real tree and a fake tree this year, and this is the last year we're having the real tree. We're, we're, we're gonna have fake from now on, because I don't wanna water the thing anymore. I'm tired of water. It cut me this year, it really did. The tree cut me, the tree actually fell over this year. We've had a bad Christmas tree year. Um, and I'm, I'm just fully, I'm gonna be fully fake from now on. All right, no more, <laughs> no more real. And it reminds me of me and Crystal's very first Christmas. I think it was our first, maybe our second, but I think it was our first. We got our, we got our Christmas tree, it was real, we picked it up. We got it on November 11th, earliest I've ever done it. I was so proud. We love Christmas, We're moving on from fake from real trees to fake, but got it November 11th, and I, I did something. I forgot to regularly water it, um, if I watered it at all, I'm not sure. We decorated the tree, looked beautiful, On November 11th, beautiful tree, looks great, time passes, I forgot to water the tree, and it hit that point where you can't water the tree after it's kind of died, it's just, just, it's dead, it's fully dead now, you can't fix it, you know, two weeks after you get the tree, no water, it's just there's no no hope. And uh, no hope on Christmas, you know? And so the tree is turning brown. The tree is withering. The tree by the end of Christmas looks like a fire hazard. So it's like no fire, no candles, nothing. Maybe we should take the lights off. The tree was not in good shape. And it was a really sad, a really sad shape by the end of it. Everything's like, eh. And... I'll never forget because as I was looking at my tree this year, I was so thankful that I watered it because I kept it alive. I was its source and I kept it alive. As I was preparing for this message, I really felt in my heart that, you know what, maybe some people in this room, you have been cut off from your source and you feel like, man, I, I feel like I'm withering. I feel like, man, I'm, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I need to be. And I'm just kind of withering like a tree and I'm not really sure why. And today I want to bring a message to you because I want to prepare our hearts and prepare, prepare us for this next season to be connected to the source. Come on. My tree looked beautiful on November 11th, right? It looked great. It had ornaments on it. It had all this stuff on it, but it was really dying on the inside. And sometimes that can happen to us in life where, man, maybe we look all great on the outside. We got a fake smile. We got a Louis Vuitton purse. We got new shoes. We got whatever. And we feel like we look great on the inside, but on the, ins- but on the outside, but on the inside, we're really withering away. Have you ever felt that before? Come on. I have felt that before. You might even have like a Christmas tree people surrounding you like, oh, look how great they look. Look how awesome they look. But you know, on the inside, man, I don't feel the way people say I look. So for us to get ready for the next season, today, the message is for that. So if you want to step into this next year, step into a deeper relationship with God, this message is for you. If you feel like, man, I don't want to feel withered up on the inside. I want to feel, man, I want to feel alive on the inside. This message is for you today. And um, I'm excited for it because I really feel... Um, Since I wrote this message since I had this message and I was preparing it I really felt like God wanted me to speak over every person in this room today because there's people that are sitting in some chairs Maybe you maybe the person next to you and this was a really tough year This was a really confusing year But what God wants me to speak and I I, I feel it what God wants me to speak over you Is that it's this is that he is going to prosper you this year if you put him first I speak over you that every lie that the devil has tried to implant in your head, let it be broken off right now. Come on. Let every spiritual lie, every emotional lie. Come on. He has tried to blind some of you from... from from God. He's tried to blind some of you from seeing clear and seeing the truth, but man, we have a God. I believe he's just going to set us free and reveal things today. And in the name of Jesus, no matter what today's look like, no matter what this year's look like, no matter how you feel on the inside, you serve a God that you can trust. And he is here to meet you today. And he loves you. And he he does, he loves you and he is here for you. And you're like, but what about all these things that happen? He's been alongside you the entire time. He's been alongside you the entire time. So I believe today's gonna be an encouraging day, a faith building day, because I believe that today what we need to do, I've titled my message this, it's this, put Jesus above everything. Jesus above everything. He has to be our source. Come on, we're like a Christmas tree, hello. He's our source, come on. Nothing else will, will keep a tree alive except the source, except its roots, except, except the water that flows into it. And, and God wants to be our source. God knows that the best thing for you and me is not more money, is not more things going the way we wish they would go. It's not us being busier. It's not us getting another job opportunity. The best thing for us is God himself but we're good at putting a lot of other things first, right? Come on, come on. We can put Netflix first. We can put all sorts of things first. We can put our spouse first. Come on, be married, but they aren't God. Come on, we can put our business first. I'm so busy with my business. I got to do this. I got to do that. I don't have time to pray. I don't have. Hey, we can put our kids first. It's real easy for kids to turn into God in the God position. I got to take care of them. Are you saying don't take care of your kids, pastor? No, no, no. no. I'm saying, but don't let them be in place of God. Come on. I got two kids. <laughs> I got to work hard at that. I love my kids. So today we have to put Jesus above everything. He's got to be above everything because when he's above everything, everything that we do will last We'll feel so refreshed on the inside. We'll feel so empowered on the inside. Come on, this year, man, if Jesus is above everything, everything that you touch, I believe is gonna have God's handprints all over it because he is, he is sending you. He is empowering you. He is showing you the way. I can honestly say that I've done things without God before. Has anybody else? I have produced things in my own strength. I have done things without God before, but I've learned that that, has never worked out well for me. Jesus needs to be above everything. I want to share with you a scripture, John chapter 15. And it says, I'm the vine. You're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. If you don't remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Some branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done to you. Come on, how powerful is that? Come on, when we are connected to God... We're not gonna wither. Come on, when we're connected to God, we're not gonna fade away. Come on, when we're connected f- f- to God, we're not gonna feel on the inside like just a bunch of trash that can just be, man, just I feel discarded. No, we're gonna feel refreshed. We're gonna feel empowered. Come on, we're gonna feel connected to God. And that's the kind of thing that we need to, to walk into this next year, to walk into our purpose. And can I just remind you that you're at a church that is here to take over a city? Come on. We're we're not here to sit in some chairs and have a good old little time. We're here to, to, man, fill me with faith, God. Change me, God. Do what you need to do. No matter the cost, I want to be close to Jesus because he has sent me to take over a city. If you're new with us today, we believe that Jesus is the hope of the world. And Miami does not have enough hope. Miami does not have enough of what it really needs. Miami has a lot on the outside, like the Christmas tree with all the beautiful decorations. It looks great, but on the inside, it's withering away. And we love our city, and we want people to thrive, and we want people to be alive. And nothing else does that except Jesus. Come on, can you say amen to that? So today, let's figure out how we can put Jesus above everything. Let's figure out how we can do that. Because it's gonna feel really good to you to know that you don't have to have anxiety to pull off every single thing in your life. You don't have to have, man, pressure weighing down on you every single moment to just pull off this life you're expected to live. It should feel really good to know that you don't have to do everything in your own strength, but you have a God that will help you and strengthen you and bless you when we are connected to him. And it's things that only God can do. Man, isn't that good news today? Come on, let the anxiety come off. Come on, let the pressure come off. Let the weight come off because our God is a God that is alongside of us. So a few ways to do that today that we can just release that and trust in Jesus. So a few ways to do that today. This is how we do it. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. When Jesus is above everything, the first thing we'll feel and we'll know is I am connected. I am connected. You'll know in your heart when you're connected to God. We know, come on, we know, we know how we're doing. We know if there's something real. We know if we've spent the time. We know if we've made room for God. We know if we've really made him first in our life. We know. So we'll know that we're connected. John chapter 15 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. It's as simple as this. God's our source and he's our supply. And if we're not connected to him, then we're disconnected from our source. Has someone ever offered to help you, but you said no? (laughs) Come on, we've all done it before, right? Carry the groceries in, hey, you need any help? No, I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) I've definitely done that before, like, hey, you need any help? No, I just carry everything myself, every bag's on my arm, my arm's tingling, I I, I, one finger's carrying the heaviest thing for some reason, we've all done it. I mean, I'm a one-trip person, I wanna do it in one trip. I don't care if I have a 32 case of water. I want it to be one trip. We're good at not asking for help, right? Someone's like, hey, do you need help putting that together? You need help with that event? You need help with that? No, 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 we're good. We're good. I'm good. I'm good. You need help with uh, putting that Ikea furniture together? No, nope, I'm good. I literally have done that and I put a bed together by myself. It was the worst, worst thing I've ever done. Now I love to ask for help. Need help moving? You got to say yes to that. You're dumb if you don't. That's how you know who your true friends are. If you're moving, whoever shows up, that, those, that's your ride or die. That's your ride or die. If they, you know, that, that's, that's how you know. But how many of you know that there's this thing in our culture where self-sufficiency is celebrated? Doing it yourself, being a man, being a strong woman, being this, being that, it's celebrated. We're relying on others. It seems to be looked down upon, Right? right? Everybody's like, man, be your own man, be, your, be this, be this. And, and relying on others, it's, it's a weakness. But what can happen if we're too self-sufficient? If we take on that, that spirit of just being, man, too self-sufficient, what'll happen is it'll affect our relationship with God. And we'll say, you know what, God, I'm good. I can do this. I can handle all these things. I can multitask. I can serve. I can do this. I can lead that. I can lead my family. I'm good. I'll just check in with you for like three minutes a day and we'll just, you know, we'll do the check mark thing and make sure we're good. But if we're too self-sufficient, what's gonna happen is God's been reaching out like, man, I I want more. I want more. I wanna be in your life more. I'm your source. I'm better than a paycheck. Come on. I'm better than things going the way you wish they would have. I'm better, I'm bigger, I'm, I'm greater than those things. So, so why, why am I on the back burner? Why do I get the leftover of you? I don't want the leftovers. God wants us. So we have to say, you know what, God? I'm gonna not be self-sufficient in this life. I'm gonna be reliant in this life. I'm gonna rely on you and everything. It doesn't make me weak, it makes, it makes him strong. He's our source. He's our source. So when we rely on him, let me just tell you that everything and, and every person that God moves through that's reliant on him, they are just changed, they are empowered, and they do not wither away. I don't know about you, but I never want to have a withering away moment where I just, man, I've had those before, where I just need God to just, man, do miracles and get me out of it. I'd rather prevent all that stuff. Come on, Who, who'd rather prevent all of those, those moments? It happens when we're connected. So when Jesus is above everything, that's what's gonna happen. And you might be thinking like, well, how do I do it? It happens through prayer, right? To praying to God and you're like, well, I've never prayed before. Well, prayer is simply this, it's just talking to God. Some people think it's like reciting things over and over and over again, but the Bible says, don't do that. The Bible says, you know, don't do that. Pray to your father, pray to God, talk to God and let him talk to you. Another way to connect with God is through his word. Come on, we're getting ready on January 1st, uh, 31 days of prayer and fasting. It's a great way to, to jump in on the very first day of the year and just start reading the Bible because the Bible is supernatural, it's powerful. When you read it, it changes your life. Come on, that's the kind of connection that I want. I wanna be changed. I wanna be changed forever. Sometimes people ask me, hey, pastor, how often do you pray? Like, when do you pray? Like, what do you do? And I would say it's always changing, right? Like when I was single, where are my single people? Let's go. It's all good. Yes. Celebrate that. And when I was single, I had so much time. (laughs) I felt like I had so much time. I just could do anything I wanted. Right. And I had plenty of time to pray. Then I got married and I had someone that I wanted and I needed to give time to. So I had to, you know, kind of schedule just a little bit. Then I have a kid and another kid and so much is going on here, right? So it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have any time to do anything. So now what I, I mean, it's always changing. So now I have to wake up like no later than 6 a.m. to get prayer time in. And I think in 2020, and I'm not saying this to like make me look whatever, I think it's gonna have to be 4.45 or 5 a.m. in 2020 because my kids keep waking up earlier. I'm like, and you're like, well, you're a pastor. You're supposed to do weird things like that. <laughs> you're, supposed to, you're supposed to do things like that. Can I tell you that I am not doing that because I'm a pastor? I am doing that because I know that I have a source and I need the source to be alive and well in my life. I'm a, I'm a man of God first, I'm a husband and a father second, and I'm a pastor third. So if you think I'm waking up to impress anybody, no, trust me, I'd rather sleep in. Trust me, I'd rather the thing not wake me up. I, trust me, I'd rather stay up late and watch a movie than have to go to bed early and wake up early. But I know that I have a source, and if I don't connect to him, I'm gonna wither. I'm gonna wither. And, and five minutes a day doesn't work for me. I need time with God. I do. I need time with God. Sometimes we don't even talk. Sometimes I don't even say anything. I just, I just think about God. Sometimes I feel like I hear a lot in my heart. Sometimes I feel like I hear nothing. Sometimes I have a lot to say. Sometimes I have nothing to say. But I just know I'm devoting that time to God and, and he meets me there. So Jesus needs to be above everything. He needs to be above everything in our life. Come on, above our business, above our busyness, above our work schedule above our our spouse and our family, right? We don't neglect any of those things, but but you know what? If no one's awake at a certain hour and you can find time with God, then that's your time with God. How amazing is that? So Jesus, when he's above everything, we're going to feel connected. Coming up in January, we've got dinner parties starting. Come on, let's give it up for dinner parties. It's our small groups here. You're like, uh, never heard of a dinner party? Well, here we believe in dinner parties, uh, finding connection, finding community with each other. And maybe you've heard this quote before that your net worth is your net work. Have you ever heard that? Your net worth is your network. And we don't get into dinner parties to pull from each other, but we do get into dinner parties to give to each other. And I can tell you that if you jump into a dinner party with a bunch of people that love Jesus and are showing worth to Jesus, guess what's gonna happen to you? You're gonna, man, man, I'm encouraged. I'm so encouraged. I get to love God with these people. We get to go and, man, I'm making new friends, right? Because a self-sufficient spirit says, I don't need a dinner party, right? But someone who relies on on others and community, man, a dinner party is so life-giving. So be thinking, what dinner party can I jump into in January? It's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be awesome. So be thinking about how you can already start preparing yourself for this next season. God is so crazy about you. He loves you so much. And he wants to be connected to you. The second thing is this. Are you guys good? All right, all right, I feel that. The, The second thing is this. When Jesus is above everything, I am fruitful. Someone say fruitful. If I made an offer to you today that if you uh, could do less work and achieve more, would you want that offer? That's the offer that God gives us. He says, do less, connect with me more, and you'll produce more. (laughs) What a good deal. What an amazing deal. Not only are we emotionally and mentally stable and balanced, but God begins to to multiply our efforts. He begins to bless. He begins to do what only he can do. And that self-sufficient thing that says, man, I can do everything on my own. Man, when we rely on God, you produce more than that. Come on. John chapter 15, it says, I'm the vine. You're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me you can do what? Nothing. So what happens to us when we allow God to do more in our lives is we see more happen. When we do everything in our own strength, you know what the cost is? Us. That's the cost. And you might be thinking, well what about all these millionaires? What about all these people on like Shark Tank and Gary Vee and you know, these celebrities and all that, and I love them, I bless them, but one thing I know is that when we do things without God, we trade, something is traded. So, we don't know what it is, but something is traded in an area when we do something without God in our life. But when we do something with God in our life and Jesus is above everything, nothing is traded. Come on, come on, you never go wrong by connecting with God. You never lose anything by connecting to Jesus, you gain everything. So today we have an opportunity to keep up the busyness, to be just wild in our mind and just go going a million miles an hour, but we feel dry on the inside, or we can make the decision today, say, you know what? Jesus, you're gonna be above everything, and all this other stuff that has me worried and has me thinking, you're gonna take care of that. You're gonna take care of it. So when Jesus is above everything, we get more accomplished. What a blessing. What an amazing thing. I mean, think about your family. When Jesus is above everything, your family will be better off. When Jesus is above everything, your business will be better off. When Jesus is above everything, think about whatever's important in your life right now, it'll be better off. It's a good deal. Man, it's a miracle. It really is. It's something only God can do. Matthew chapter seven, verse 17 through 20 says, Likewise, every tree bears good fruit, But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree can't bear bad fruit, and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. So, it's just saying that with God, when He's in our life, good things will come out of us. We can't fake good fruit. You can't. You can't fake transformation. You know, my wife, she, uh, she got our family on all, like, organic. Anybody else? <laughs> like, all organic. Fruits and veggies. And I remember when she started to do it, I'm like, I'm paying how much for apples? <laughs> Nine, like, what? How much was that bag? <laughs> it's, like, kind of shocking. Wait, how much for those cucumbers? How much for those grapes? You're like, whoa. And, uh, and we were just buying, like, all organic, and, you know, we did it. And I ate it. It was so good. And, you know, I'm the kind of guy that likes to buy the cheapest stuff. Just give me the cheapest. I don't care. I'm like, just give me the cheapest. Like, I'm the cheap paper towel guy. I'm like, no, I. we don't need the nice paper towels. We need Viva. We need this Target, Walmart brand, whatever. Whatever that is, like, just give me the cheapest. So I bought some fruit one day. <laughs> I bought some fruit, non-organic, just, you know, Just doing it, half the price. And I bit into the apple and I was like, I almost spit it out because it was so gross. It tasted like pesticide. It tasted like it had been watered with Windex. And I was eating some kids' science experiment. I'm like, what is this? There's something different about things that are fed the right things. There's something different when the source is healthy, come on, there's something tainted when, man, those apples that I ate, man, they just tasted tainted, they tasted off, they look like an apple, but what was on the inside, man, I did not want any of that. So going into this next season, I just believe that for me and myself, for you. I believe that God doesn't want us just to look good on the outside, but He wants us to have the right things on the inside. Come on, God doesn't want us just to say the right things and do the right things. He wants us to be the right things and be the right person and go after Him and love Him because there's going to be something different in your heart and in your mind when you do that. We love you, God. Yes. There's something that'll be different about you in this next season, in this next time, in this next year, if you will put Jesus above everything. But let me tell you, if Jesus is not above everything, there will be something tainted in your heart. There will be something off about you, and you will feel it, and you will know it. And my, my hope for this message is that we can be challenged and encouraged to say, Jesus, no matter the cost, you're gonna be above everything, no matter my comfort, Come on, we like to be comfortable. No matter my preferences, no matter what I think, no matter my experience, no matter my opinions, I I need you to be first over everything. Because when God's our number one priority, the fruit that comes out of our life, it's sweet, it's delicious, it's healthy, it's real, and we feel better, and God feels honored because he has the relationship with us that he wants. The last thing is this. When Jesus is above everything, I am renewed. Someone say renewed. I'm the vine. You're the branches. Remain in me, and you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing if you do not remain in me. You're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. When Jesus is first, what happens is our faith is not withering. Our faith is being renewed. And what the world needs right now is you to have great faith. What the people that you work with need from you right now is for you to have faith. Your kids, they need you to have great faith. Come on, this is a year that we're going to see breakthrough. This is going to be a year every lie of the enemy is exposed. Come on, this is a year every limit needs to come off. This is a year that, man, we just continue to take ground in our families, in our city. Come on, this is the year to push forward. It's fascinating. But the Bible will show us something. The Bible shows us two different types of people. The Bible shows us what will happen if God is not first in our life. And the Bible will show us what will come out of our life if he is first. This is what happens if he's not first. Galatians chapter five. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions dissensions factions envy a bunch of crazy things i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god that's a powerful statement right there jesus cannot be any other place in our life than first because i don't know about you i want to spend eternity with god this life is short <laughs> come on any of you are getting older you, you feel it it's like wow this life is really short I want to spend eternity with God, but I, but I also don't want to be miserable while I'm on this planet. And while I'm on this planet, I want to make a difference and I want to walk with God and I don't want any of those things to be a part of my character or my life. And maybe you can say, you know what? Those things, I can relate to some of them. Well, let me show you what happens when God is first. Galatians chapter five, it says this, but the fruit of the spirit, the connection with God is love is joy is peace and patience it's kindness and goodness and faithfulness it's gentleness and self-control so that's what i want to be known for that's what i want my kids to see me as that's how i want to lead wherever i lead that's what i want to be known you know i said all the right things but look at the other thing and say you know what people knew me as the other as the other guy you know i said all the right things but i was really the other guy no i want to be the real thing So look at yourself today, looking at those two, where do you feel like you fit? Because I think it'll help you know which which side maybe you're you're feeding the most because we can feed the flesh, we can feed the spirit. When we connect with God, we are feeding our spirit. God is, is our source and he is feeding and changing our spirit. I want God to have my life. I want God to have your life. I want Jesus to be everything. I was reading a scripture and it really stuck out to me. Almost everybody knows who, G- who Judas is. He b- betrayed Jesus, right? He betrayed Jesus, but Judas was with Jesus a- almost the entire time of his ministry. And Judas preached repentance. Judas was with Jesus. Judas said all the right things, but really in his heart, he was far from God and probably is spending eternity separated from God in hell forever. And that challenged me because I don't wanna say all the right things, be in the right places, but make the wrong decisions in my heart. David, Paul, Moses, did is they always ran throughout their life, massive failures. But one thing that they did is they always ran back to God they always said, you know what, God, I have failed, I've messed up, but I come back to you, and I just put you above everything once again, and I can tell you that through all their failures, they finished well, and they finished strong, so I want to encourage someone in this place today that maybe you feel like you failed, you've missed the mark, you messed up this year, but God wants you to know that if you run back to Him today, He's standing right here, and He can be the God that is above every single situation in your life, and you will finish strong thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church for more information or to get in touch with us visit us at bravemiami.com